Hey everyone. It's the podcast. I'm rebranding it now. I I watched I watched 18 seconds of a let me turn this down. Watched 18 seconds of a video on how to rebrand your podcast. Hold on, let me let me let me dig in a little deeper. I watched five minutes of a podcast on how to rebrand your podcast and 18 seconds of content. I've I've now learned that I am supposed to start a sentence, but end every single sentence with. But before I get into that, let me remind you that my sponsors got gonna sell some sh- shit, whatever. And so, I know I feel bad that I'm not. Constantly hawking shit on on the podcast. I could really be uh, annoying as fuck, and I'm not. I keep threatening to sell my tea, but I don't actually have any tea ready to sell. And I don't know that I actually want to put in the work to sell tea, but I can talk about it. So don't forget to buy my fucking tea. All right. We got that out of the way. So rebranding. I, I learned I'm supposed to be able to rebrand to keep up with my passions. And I know when I started this thing, I had no clue what my passions was going to be other than talking. And not that you can't be passionate about talking, but <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard going into what am I at 39? Going through going, oh, I'm just going to talk. So as as you guys are, are are no undoubtedly getting sick and tired of hearing me talk about the Darrell Brooks uh thing i know i've mentioned uh, i'm taking inspiration from not only the stupid shit he says but the stupid shit he says to try and blame everyone else for his mistakes and make it seem like if he doesn't get everything he wants in life, it's because whoever's right next to him is a fucking asshole, stupid idiot. And I just, I think that's such a, a creative way to, to look at the world, to, to navigate through the world. It's a terrific strategy. Uh, I think if you only deal with like your mom and she doesn't have self-respect and you just start finding like Darrell did start dating 15 year old girls, you know, um, there, you can probably find a 15 year old girl who's open to that kind of, uh, relationship. And then you just, he just found the one and he just held on to her, uh, until he beat her up and drove over her with the car and whatnot. But, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how much cuz cuz obviously he's he's an extreme example of this attitude and I don't want to belittle at all what he did or the damage he caused like I think about you know people say if there's a a mass murderer who releases a manifest uh, releasing that manifest is kind of giving them what they want and so amplifying voices if i can say that without gagging myself amplifying the voices of 
someone who did something terrible might be giving them what they want. Uh, wouldn't it be better to just pretend they didn't exist and let them disappear into anonymity? And I definitely understand that, and I don't even want to make an argument for or against that, other than I think it's important to, to have that attitude. But Darrell here is such a case study in uh, the world owes me everything culture. And to the extent, uh, I don't want to say everyone's like that. I'm definitely not trying to say he's just like every millennial. He, you know, he's, he's a few years younger than me, but it's not a generational thing. He's, he's his own thing. But to the extent I can look at his crazy lies and the really weird state this world is in, and try to offer... Oh, shit. I didn't mute my phones. Goddamn amateur hour. Okay. Oh, that's what I did. I turned it off Bluetooth. I muted it on the board, and then I turned off Bluetooth. Fuck. All right. Let's see what's so goddamn important. Oh. Looks like... Oh, I, I should connect... Uh, I should connect Bluetooth to this to hear this. It, it's uh, Santa Claus's in the rain in San Francisco. It uh, is probably going to be... That guy's high fashion. All right. That looks like fun. San Francisco in the rain. When the lights go down in my city. Yeah, yeah, hey. Oh, Baxter's here. Fuck you, Baxter. Baxter's needy. Baxter's my dog. He's He's got all the worst characteristics of a dog. Yeah, I'm talking about you. That's right. He He barks at everything and anything and nothing. And so like if there's a car driving by or a fly or nothing at all, he'll bark at it. And if he gets away from you, he's going to run away and not come back. Or maybe come back hours later, maybe, if he doesn't get lost. So he's like, he's the anti-dog. Well, I guess dogs bark, but he's, he, I don't know, he's, he's got a fuck-the-world attitude combined with uh, I need, I need everything uh, that I need. So back to Darrell Brooks and where I'm going with this all is I want to... Try to pick apart the world as it is today. Understand what the fuckers are talking shit about. And try to share my thoughts on what's going on without saying anything that uh, isn't true. Uh, which means I don't want to believe something that isn't true. I gotta think real hard about it. So all that shit. So anyway... I know I already talked about this. Uh, Darrell used to say, I accept for value and return for value these documents, which basically means if I don't like what I see here, uh, we're all just going to agree that I didn't get it. And I, I shortened that down to I accept for value and return. And that's it. I think that's going to be the name of the new podcast. So I'm telling you this now. I'm going to rename it at some point. It's not going to be the broadcast anymore. 
And again, the main reason for that is there's a guy that that I like who's part of a group of other guys that I like. And he his name is Bert, and he already has something called the Bert Cast, B-E-R-T. So I'm already not looking like I'm not an asshole. I'm looking like I am an asshole by taking his podcast and changing one letter and pronouncing it the exact same. So I knew for this whole time that I had to change it. And for now, uh, so you know, at some point, I think it's just going to change in your feed if you're already subscribing. And if you're not already subscribing to the Vertcast, then you are going to be uh, asking me what the fuck the Vertcast is. So that's it. You, so you know, I'll let you listen to this for a couple days and be prepared so that one day when you see the blah, 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 you'll know that it's still the same great themes, the I'm same great... The guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. I'll be watching you. I'm not changing my sounds. I'm not changing my theme. I'm not changing my dependence on farts yet. Uh, but I am, huh, maybe I should, because all the farts came out of the bird. So, we'll see. Maybe maybe the farts will be not justified. They'll, they will become pedantic, if I could use a word that I'm uh, 80% sure I'm using in the right context. So, anywho, that that's it. I accept for value in return, which is the name of my podcast, and a condemnation, if you will, of, of the attitudes that people have along the lines of, I will accept this paper or information or anything, and as much as it serves me, and if it doesn't serve me, then it... Uh, Let's, we're just going to agree that I didn't get it. I'm going to put it in the trash or the dumpster of my mind and go along with that. So that's that's that. So it's kind of kind of okay, I guess. Kind of an okay thought. I'll keep going with that. So on to the important news. Some of these sounds are really loud. Yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes. All right, so Pantera is back. They're playing shows. I'm watching clips of the shows. They're tight. They're slay. They're fucking sweet. The band is. The audiences are just doing what all the audiences do now, which is just hold up their cell phones and watch. But the band is fucking slay. Fuck. So as you know, the Abbott brothers... Dimebag and Vinny Vince Paul, half of Pantera, are no longer alive, which made most people think there wasn't going to be a Pantera. Let me turn this music down. Most people thought there wasn't going to be a Pantera thing going, that it wouldn't be accepted. We all didn't know how to feel about it, but the powers that be uh, at, at the right time said the right things and they're like this is a celebration 
of Pantera. They call it Pantera, but it's not. They're 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 not saying it's a reunion or the I don't know. They're 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 saying that this is a celebration. The guitar player Zach Wild is one of Dimebag, the uh, former alive guitarist for Pantera. Uh, Zach is one of his good friends, was one of his good friends, and so it was uh, keeping it in the family, as it were, for uh, for replacement. And the drummer is the drummer for Anthrax. <sighs> that fucker can jam. Uh, Zach can jam. Uh, the singer is amazing. He's He's in his 50s by now, if not older. Probably just in his 50s, but he sounds as good as, as he ever did. And Rex, the bass player, is doing fine. And so they're playing shows, and I'm going to probably get one for uh, Phoenix. Yes. Because they're not stupid, wicked expensive, you know. So that's going to that's gonna happen um, almost a year from now. But uh, fuck it. I'm, gonna, I'm excited. But the, the point I wanted to make about this is the crowds. And I've already, I've already touched on this. It used to be, if you went to a Pantera show, someone was, you know, if, if, there's a, if there are five people in the car and you were anywhere near the pit, one of you was coming home <laughs> uh, bleeding. It was a crazy romp. It was, it was, the, the singer was not going to let the audience just have fun. It was, he demanded, he demanded, uh, an extreme pit and he got it and someone was getting hurt. Someone was going home in an ambulance and at least one of your friends was going to have a bloody nose or a, a sprained ankle or something. So it used to be crazy and I've, I've never seen Pantera before, but I know like, I saw the big four show, Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, and who did I not say? Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. And they all played in this one super sweet show, and I knew to get the fuck out of there for Slayer. I was not going to be in a Slayer pit. Anthrax, Anthrax, okay, that's fine. Metallica, I don't... They're, they weren't really thrash anymore. Although I hear that their new single sounds like it's straight off their first album, kind of thrash, which is kind of fun. So we'll see if there's a mosh pit, but I haven't seen a mosh pit at a Metallica show in a long ass time. But I knew to get out of there for Slayer, and I'm just not going to get anywhere near one for Pantera. But then I've been watching videos of their shows. They're starting their shows down in, in Mexico, Mexico City and, and whatnot. And you're just watching them slam through this super heavy fast song and everyone's got their phone out and phones up in the air and no one's moving maybe there's someone up front little arm swinging back and forth but it had me thinking about all the times i've taken pictures and or recorded videos or you know seen a particularly exceptional moment and instead of experiencing that moment and internalizing that moment, I captured it for later. I captured it for later thinking that I was going to watch it later and or post it on social media and people were going to love it. And obviously I enjoy watching the Pantera videos online, 
But if there's 20,000 people in a room, we don't need 20,000 videos on YouTube of the night. So they used to talk about like fireworks, taking pictures of your fireworks on the 4th of July. This is for not for Southern California people who probably don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, in other places in the world, you can get fireworks and take them home and light them off and make little sparkler shows. And people would take pictures of that and go, oh, cool. I guess it's the same thing for big shows. You can take pictures of the big shows over SeaWorld or Disneyland or Fourth of July shows. And you can take pictures of it and go, oh, man, I'm totally going to look at these pictures again. This is great. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm going to take some video of this. And instead of enjoying the experience, we feel the need to document the experience and participate in it that way. Uh, and I'm guilty of this. I'm not condemning people of this. I'm talking about stuff I'm thinking through. And uh, it kind of it led to an epiphany for me. Because I went, I'm back on Twitter. I don't know if people your age use Twitter anymore or ever. You probably never did. I know Facebook was never a thing. And Twitter, and, you know, good for you not getting on Twitter up until now, because uh, they're releasing all kinds of documents now that, that prove that it was exactly as manipulative and dishonest as everyone felt that it was in terms of uh, political activists deciding what ideas were allowed and not allowed or which ideas would be seen by everyone and which ideas would be seen by nobody. And while, while pretending it was a platform to share ideas, it was clearly a platform, a, a activist platform to promote one side and not, and to squash another side and just make it seem like the world was organically all one belief like you know like if you went to a political rally and just started asking people hey which candidate are you voting for hey that's strange you're voting for them too wow that's weird i vote i just talked to 100 people and everyone's voting for the same person that's strange it's not a lot of diversity here i guess everyone in the country is voting for this person you know, as opposed to if you're walking down the street and you just grab some people and, you know, you'd get half and half. So that's kind of what Twitter became years ago and has been this whole time is the place where everyone just so happens to be on one side. And, I mean, you could follow someone, but, you know, Twitter's big on, like, shoving shit in your face that you didn't ask for. So... I'd say half the content I saw on Twitter was stuff I asked to see from people I follow. And the other half was shit that Twitter's like, oh, you got to see this. You're totally interested in this. And it was not ever stuff I was totally interested in. So, which, which is funny because everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, half the country is really pissed that, that Elon is uh, airing the dirty laundry. But it's like people need to remember, like he, he made an offer to buy Twitter 
And then he started to find out just what a shithole it was and how corrupt and how dishonest they were and what, what a manipulative platform it was. And he tried to back out. And they didn't let him back out. And people who are bitching now about him releasing stuff were bitching about him trying to back out. So I'd say just remember, if, if you're mad that Elon's airing all the dirty laundry, he tried to back out. He saw what it was and tried to back out. And people are like, nope, you have to buy this thing. You have to own Twitter now because you said you wanted to own it. And you started the process, and now it doesn't matter what you know now, because you said you wanted to buy it. And so now he's doing the best he can, because he's got to turn around, because it's a shit show. And half the, well, I'll say everyone knows it's a shit show. And half the country like it that way? <laughs> uh, kind of act like democracy depends on it being that way? And then half the country is like, I, I don't, I don't like being here. You know, it, it is like being the, go, going to the, the uh, political rally for the candidate you don't support. And then, you know, trying to talk through your ideas on politics. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy. You're... You're not going to get a lot of people who are like, that's an interesting point, but here's, you know, here's my, you know, you're going to get a lot of people who are pissed off and acting like you're a cunt for being there. And that's it. Half the people, that, that's just, let's say it in one, one word. Half the people on Twitter thought that Twitter thought we were cunts for being there. And I don't know that that can change, but at least Elon doing the best he can with what he was forced to take is trying to let us know that those days are over. I'm still trained that, you know, I have one follower on Twitter. And I'm like, I like it that way, because it's not going to matter if I have one follower or a million followers, because I'm either going to say something that doesn't matter at all, like uh, I, I like Breaking Bad, or I think Darrell Brooks is a cunt, and people will like that and like, whoopee-doo, that's really, I've really contributed. <laughs> or I can contribute my thoughts. And like, I'd, I'd say anything I want to stand for on this podcast would not fly in Twitter. They wouldn't outright ban me, but they would suppress me. I, f I feel like the think for yourself, uh, distrust everyone who's gets power from the people whether it's money or political power you know if they're selling something distrust everyone who's selling something shit that message won't fly on twitter <laughs> i wouldn't call it political at all i'm, I'm never going to say which candidate to vote for but just the the think for yourself and distrust people especially if they've got a huge long track record of bullshit uh, and lying, you know, that shit don't fly. That shit don't fly. So all of this to say, as I was, as I'm starting to use Twitter now, I'll read something and I start to get that old feeling again where I wanted to comment. You know, someone will say something stupid 
Uh, you know, like if, uh, I don't know, like someone's like, hey, someone punched Fred in the face, and I think punching Fred in the face is wrong. It's like, yeah, but you know what? Fred, uh, Fred called someone names like 20 years ago, or, you know, just something like that, where someone's like, maybe it's okay to, you know, you, you didn't care then, so why do you care now? You're just a sack of shit, or, you know, people just throwing out straw man fallacies or, or, or whatever it is where someone will make a point, you think it's a very valid point, but then someone will try to dismiss it for for something else. Very A very Darrell Brooks thing to do. Like when Darrell Brooks was... Uh, when he, he, he was complaining that he couldn't hear anything. And then they're like, well, put the headphones on. Well, I didn't, ha I don't have my headphones. It's like, well, you didn't ask for them. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have to. And like, well, you can, you can get them now. It's like, I can hear you just fine. Well, which one is it? And you're like, whatever. There, there's this, there's no, there's no limit to what someone won't say if their goal is just to attack you. They're, they're not bound by logic they're not trying to explore the world they're trying to fucking make you wish you'd never shared an opinion and then i see that and i'm like i want to comment and point out here here's the logical fallacy <laughs> in your your argument there and then, you know, then there'd be a few times when I'd, I'd actually tweet out a comment like that. And then I'd realize, I guess, well, here, here's what I've been realizing is Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and these social media sites where I can comment. I see that as the equivalent of me taking a camera out and filming the Pantera show rather than experiencing the Pantera show. I'm, I'm seeing the world through a video or a tweet or a inst Instagrammy. Do they have Instagrammy? I don't use TikTok. Um, I'll, I'll never use TikTok. Um, I can do a video on that if anyone cares. Uh, they can't use, kids can't use TikTok in China. Uh, even the Chinese know. <laughs> not to fuck around with TikTok over there or maybe it's they can only use it for an hour a day or something like that they know they know they can't just kids can't just use TikTok whenever they want in China and TikTok's a Chinese company so so there you go uh, but that said these these platforms where I can comment on what I'm seeing or listening to or reading me thinking through my comment in such a way like, oh, I'm going to write something and it's really going to jump out from all of these other comments there. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll get some followers this way or, you know, God help me. Maybe the the original poster of this thread I'm following and maybe even Elon Musk will see my tweet and retweet my tweet. God, can you imagine that? Or, you know, the people who wrote Breaking Bad are going to be so impressed with this statement that I wrote, you know. Trying to capture 
my initial gut instincts to a bit of content that's designed for me to add my comment to the hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of comments that are already there. I realize that that, well, like I said, I, I am not internalizing it. I'm not challenging the ideas necessarily the right way. I'm not doing the right things. I'm probably going to try journaling in that point. Something, something where I like, it's good if I start in on pulling ideas apart. And I suppose I do do that. There's, there's a lot of times when I'll write a, I'll spend 20 minutes on a comment and I'll get to the end and I'm like, this isn't worth sharing. This was for me. And then I'll just delete it. So whatever it is, whatever it is you do, uh, I would encourage that. This is what I'm going to try to do is to not comment for some amount of time and to internalize it. I can start writing right away. I don't know if there's private comments. I don't know if there's a thing out there. The, the developer in me wants to like make something like this where I could take a snapshot of a tweet or something and let you start to comment in your journal and go to your source and, you know, track things like that. So you get the same chain of custody of the original idea to your ideas. You know, that could be a lot of fun. But the idea is if I see something that makes me want to say something, first I need to go pick it apart, but not not pick it apart to win or pick it apart to get attention, but pick it apart to understand it. And then outside of that, after that process is done, and I've in integrated that information into who I am, then I can decide whether or not I'm ready to share my interpretation of it. Um... So the analogy with videotaping Pantera kind of falls apart, but the, the idea is that like I need to experience the world, have my natural reaction to it, and not hide my natural reaction to think through something uh, or make that second place to my other very natural reaction, which is to try and profit from something out there. To try and say the the awesome thing that gets me notoriety and followers and I have no clue what that would even get me. Uh, see, I unmuted my phone for the video. Now I got dings. God, it's amateur hour. Fatu. Okay, so that's that's my idea. I wanted to share it with you because I was somewhat excited about that. So by all means, you know, comment if it's just fun stuff. But if you're the kind of person who wants to share the truth or talk some shit or let someone know that they're wrong, um, work through your response 
for you first. And I find that nine times out of ten, that deals with any needs I was going to have to share a comment. You know, I can say, oh, no, you know what, I'm going to, I don't even say take the high road. It's like what I really wanted to do was understand it. Because I know goddamn well I'm not going to become an influencer by peppering out a, a zingy tweet. So... It's like the, the, the real value there is me growing, and if there's something you got that's so cool, then, then you can share it. Like right now, when I'm sharing on uh, this zingy, peppery idea on my podcast. Go do that. By all means, start your own podcast and share your, your smarts. Uh, send me an email and let me know if you want to be on this podcast, and I'll tear your ideas to shreds in real time it'll be great it'll be fun so i think that's it can i start the music it's only 33 minutes god i take like three weeks off and then i only have a 33 minute podcast i'm sorry hopefully this is better i didn't talk about motley crew at all i did talk about pantera that's got to count for something yeah here i'll fart you to la la land Put your headphones on, by the way. Both ears. This fart is... It's not a mono fart. This is a stereo fart. I did the work. It's kind of like a, a bee or a fly circling around your head. That's for you. Sixteen seconds. Twelve seconds. <laughs>